Welcome to another edition of We Want to Talk About It Now. Today we have Alex and Katie on talking about something special, something timeless and ever since the dawn of the, the human race, pregnancy and having a child. Well, I guess not having a child, just pregnancy part. It's Katie's eating right now to make sure that she doesn't throw up through this <laughs> through this podcast. Sorry. <laughs> I think it's... um. I think what the weird thing so far has been with how much, how important having children is to just like continuing to have the species exist. I don't feel like there is a lot of, there's a lot of written articles about it, but I don't feel like people talk about it that much. And most of the stuff they talk about is, I don't know, I guess it's different for men and women though. Just be like, oh, you're going to poop yourself. Oh, like all of that kind of weird stuff. But I guess it's also very unique to each person how they react. But like the first trimester sucked. Yeah. I think like now that I'm pregnant, I've been hearing a lot more people talk about it. And I've always been interested in it. I like have asked people like how their experience was and like their birth story or their pregnancy. But like have not heard as much until recently because people start opening up about it because now you've experienced it. Like, oh, I had that same thing too. Or like, mine was fine compared to yours. I don't know. Um, but that's also because I'm female and I'm experiencing it. Yeah. But from your perspective, like, I don't Men's think don't you... talk about it at yeah, all. Yeah, like you... I mean, you did great the first trimester, but it was just like a different experience for you. Well, because all you can do is just watch. Like, make you feel as comfortable as possible, but it's like thrown up again (laughs) (laughs) okay just give you a little pat on the back and uh give you a pat on the back in an hour when you're throwing up again like i don't i mean eventually we get the the medicine that made things a lot better but it was not fun i feel very powerless like there's literally nothing i can do except go to the store and get the medicine beat like a lot for me which i really really appreciated like i well, I guess we could start from the beginning, like finding out we were How pregnant. How we had sex. No. <laughs> finding out when we were pregnant. I think we were both in disbelief. It was at Bear Lake, by the way. <laughs> we found in out. Case, in case anyone who was at Bear Lake with us is listening. <laughs> we found out in September, like end of September. And um, we weren't like, it's hard. It's weird to say this, but like. We weren't like scheduling anything or like super tr- like trying to we conceive. We weren't preventing. And so. Any longer. And I wasn't expecting to get pregnant so quickly. Like because I've heard that it takes, it can take like six to 12 months to get pregnant the first time. Or And because she underestimates my virility. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I underestimated my own fertility in general. Um, and especially with like miscarriage is very common amongst pregnancies Still possible yeah that's like the only thing that's scary about it so when, when like, can I you imagine like out. all of the emotion that's been invested into it so far yeah i have a much one i have a much greater respect respect might not be the right word compassion is probably a better word for people who've gone through miscarriages but then on the flip side people who've had like multiple miscarriages in a row and like are continuing to try I, this might sound very cold-hearted but it's like 
I could not do that. <laughs> no, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I it, it, I, it takes a toll for sure. I mean, we haven't gone through it, but well, no, just, I'm just thinking, experiencing like, with this right yeah. now. Like, imagine, like, heaven forbid, knock on wood, but like a miscarriage happens. Like the amount of what you've gone through, like once again, the first trimester of like throwing up, vomiting, feeling miserable, losing a ton of weight, all of that. It's just like, I had, it was, it's gone. It's gone yeah. now. Like, so the fact that people are willing to like, just keep, I guess it just goes to like, it's how badly they want a child. And just go, no, I don't want one that bad. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. It's, it's made me like appreciate the ability to have kids and feel like very, I don't know, compassionate for those that have lost children or. I don't know. It, it's crazy to think that people go through Multiple. miscarriage, loss, like infant loss and um, stillbirths. And that would just break my heart. Like, we're that not would even, be so maybe hard. Jinxing it. We're not even at that point yet. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. So it's it's been a wild roller coaster for sure in a good way because like, yeah, I was sick at the beginning like Alex said, but everyone's always like, well, that means you have the right hormones and you're healthy and you're fine. I'm like, I did not feel healthy at all for the first month. Look like um, a little stick. I literally could not keep anything down for like days. And Alex was like, just a great support. He'd bring me everything in bed and take care of me. Like so here, Here's what you're going to throw up in 30 minutes. Enjoy. <laughs> Hope you enjoy it. It's yummy. I just stopped eating altogether at one point. And then that's when I realized this is probably not healthy for me or the baby. And then I was able to get medication. So, yay, medication. The medication works. <laughs> just like, and it's weird because like you have to wait until you have like your first appointment to get it for some effing reason. Or no, it wasn't even our first appointment. Was it our first appointment? Yeah, it was our first appointment. Well, the I... first appointment was at like eight weeks or some number. Yeah, that's eight weeks. So two months of shenaniganry and then it still wasn't like perfect after that i feel like it's pretty dialed in now but also people say the second trimester is the the best one. best of the three yeah we shall see so that made italy a little difficult <laughs> yeah don't and i already told her didn't miss out on anything not drinking the wine and cheeses tasted gross to me, like in Italy. Oh, really? <laughs> Not all of them, but most of them tasted like mold to I me. I think a lot of them were gross is why oh, a lot of them maybe. tasted gross to you. There's mm -hmm. a lot of gross cheese there that they'd be like, stupid Americans, you know, because they're Russian. That don't like their, don't like our cheese. Ricotta and mozzarella was like my go-to that I love, that heavy I actually like. Heavy fat, salted cheeses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I understand. I also like those cheeses the most out of all of them. But I also couldn't imagine going through this, like, pregnancy um, by myself. Like, thanks for your support. <laughs> it's Even if, like, you're just, like, living with someone, too. Like, I think when you say by yourself, it'd have to be, like, legitimately all alone. Yeah. And... And no one not knowing about it. And, like, being, like, the healthy point that I was at. Because, like, I... I felt like I was pretty healthy before, physically, very active, emotionally very stable. I had been on medication, but I stopped for mental illness, and I felt like I was in a good point, but I couldn't imagine, like, getting pregnant, like, 
in a bad state mentally or physically. <laughs> so it's not like we can time those things, but I think that's also helped. But now I'm very unhealthy, like can't work out. <laughs> Still waiting for the cravings that are fun. All she wants is guacamole and it's like, cool. How about some burgers and fries all the time? <laughs> I have had lame cravings, some cravings for fries or like I'm I'm craving shaming right now. (laughs) We went to like Roos Chris and we don't usually get like potatoes and I ordered potatoes. (laughs) Went to Roos Chris? This was like for your birthday, end Uh, of October. Was it, did we, did you get fingerling for the potatoes? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. I mean, they hit the spot. So potatoes, lots of carbs, craving carbs and potatoes and cheese. That's not moldy cheese. (laughs) cheese really i guess so like i'll have um, i don't feel like the cravings have been that wild yet like where it's like oh i want a taco bell burrito or i want a, I want a quesarito that's sandwiched between a burger <laughs> i'm waiting for those types of cravings it's all, it's all i've been looking forward to this entire pregnancy or like the cravings where like women are like crying because they want it so bad <laughs> i have not experienced i don't think that. i want that <laughs> I'll just get you whatever it is as quickly as possible, so there's no reason to cry. Thanks. That's why DoorDash exists. It 100% exists for pregnancy. That's why they created it. Yeah. Mm, you want some nacho cheese sauce? You want some ultra-processed breads and cheeses and meats? Yes, I do. Like yesterday. <laughs> so, um, has it been easier or harder for you, like seeing me go through pregnancy what does that mean i don't know like what did I, you I expect have nothing to compare it against um i would say harder but harder because of my personality where i hate things that are outside of my control yeah so that's why it's harder how about now second really, it's been so hard on me i hope everyone feels really sorry <laughs> for me and all the all the hardship that i've had to endure during this pregnancy <laughs> but no now it's i don't know Still, it's still a lot of like, I can't make this, not make decisions. Like there's just a lot of stuff that's out of my control. Like one day you'll be super sick. One day you won't be super sick next. Like, and it just goes off from there. It's like, I just, it's doing the best I can. It has made me like super empathetic to just people in general. Cause it's one of those things we didn't tell anybody for like, well, anybody's right. I told Sheila the day you told me, but, um, I don't think we told that many people until just recently like the last couple of weeks Mm -hmm. and i don't know if that was intentional or not oh i've for me it was i was on a train of i was on a train of thought that i totally did not know where i was going it's just made me empathetic in the sense like you have no idea what's going on any in anybody's life so i just try to be as nice as possible to people now because guess what nobody knew about katie going through the except for sheila going through the morning sickness probably your sister too yeah. As bad as she was um, for that two, really two months, but like two and a half months, nobody, nobody knew. And it's just like, yep. And I then, felt like a shell of a person, which is a really sad thing to say about pregnancy, but. Isn't that like normal though? Like, yeah. I mean, I guess like I didn't realize like how, just how sick I would get. And like, I was mad at myself for like thinking like this is terrible like i i'm not loving this and then be like not everyone can get pregnant i should be happy that i'm pregnant and sick (laughs) Hmm. 
you know. However you want to look at it. I don't but, I don't know. It's what it is. But yeah, you you're right when you say like you don't know what people are going through, like if they're Dude, also like also women who are pregnant, like just how what's really tough about it though is you have to know a person's personality beforehand cuz Katie's independent can do everything on her own except for lift anything over 50 pounds um, <laughs> and will do everything on her own if she could. And then there are, other, so that's how I know she's not milking it, you know? So like there's that social equity that's been built up between her and I. So it's like when there are things that need to be done, it's like, Oh, I'm more than happy to do this. Cause I know that the reason you're not doing this because you're carrying a child inside of you. Whereas opposed to there are people, I guarantee it who their personality is to take advantage of every single situation so when they are pregnant, they're just like, oh, it's so hard. It's so difficult. I'm like, that's all you hear all the time about the pregnancy, which means that if you're hearing about it, I don't know, honestly. I'm, I feel like I'm being a little bit judgmental right there, actually, because I have no idea. Like, every everybody's different, so never mind. I, I, would, I, would, I, re, I retract <laughs> that statement. Well, that you'd think... and, and really I retract because who fucking cares like I don't like after <laughs> after Katie got pregnant I was just like I don't care about anything else except for what I need to do to to like take care of this child I don't care about x y or z problem that is going on in somebody else's life I'm just gonna do whatever I can control and make sure that this kid has a good life well uh, a messed up enough life to for them to have a good personality you know and just like the normal amount of complaint to a therapist about their their father at some point like just the normal amount i want them to have a good normal upbringing nothing too nothing too perfect yeah and then like having or being pregnant like you start to think about what what kind of parent you want to be and the other night i was like crying so well i was like crying for multiple reasons because i'm crying like all the time now not all the time but more frequently than i used to i think Oh, gosh, I want a Taco Bell burrito. Whenever <laughs> you talk about crying, it just makes me want Taco Bell. And, and then I realized, like, my gosh, having a kid comes with so many responsibilities. And are we going to be good parents? I, no. We'll be as good as we can. Yeah. It's all subjective anyways. Yeah. Because if you ask the, like, I hate bringing my family into this. If you ask anyone in their family, everyone's going to have different of opinions of like their father and their mother or their fathers or their mothers or their aunt and uncle who took care of them or their grandma and grandpa who took care of them or whatever special scenario you have. Sorry, I can't include everybody. And it's just going to be what it is. I just honestly hope that they're not a murderer. That's all that I'm really hoping for. Like, very low bar. Very low bar for me. Like, just don't commit any major crimes and we're good. And I want them to be happy for the, like, most part. Yeah, but we can't control that. Like, we can give that. You could give. No, we can't control it. Yeah. So that's not something that is ours to. We can try to contribute as much positivity to the life as possible. But at the end of the day, they're born with whatever genetic coding has been supplied by us. So in a way, it's our fault that they are sad. <laughs> and then hopefully uh, they, they learn a little bit from us along the way. And then whoever their friends are, the people who influence them are goodish people. It's really all we can hope for. 
do the best that we can to give them that. Like it's it's kind of weird. Like I understand, and I think there's a lot of prejudice that's unfair. But I understand. Be like, sorry, I can't hang out with that kid. Like it's just when I, it might be super biased on my part, but it's probably not going to be a good thing for you. And so you have to start making those decisions like earlier on, like before they're like teenagers and like hate you. So they just like have good friends. Like I don't think my parents ever did that. And I think all the people that I had as friends growing up and then into high school are all great people. I don't think there's anyone who's like, let's do meth. Or anyone's like, hey, let's go do like crazy drugs. For the most part, they weren't even trying to get me to do drugs. Like I remember, I remember like at a uh, New Year's Eve thing, my friend was like, yeah, do you want some champagne? Like that's the extent of like good friends that I had. That's the extent of like the good friends trying to get me to do something because it was just like, yeah, it's, we all have a glass of champagne at New Year's Eve. It's just a tradition. It had nothing to do with. I want to see Alex get super wasted as a eighth grader. Mm-hmm. Well, being pregnant now too, like having these thoughts of like, how are we going to be good parents? Or like, what are we going to do to make our kid have a good life kind of thing? It makes me appreciate my parents more and how they raised me. Like I know, like you said, not everyone thinks that their life was perfect. Like, yeah, I, when I was a teenager, I thought my parents were like trying to ruin my life because they wouldn't let me hang out with certain people or do certain things. But I'm like, they were only doing it to protect me and to like make sure I was like trying the best I could to be a good teenager. But I didn't see it that way. I just saw it as them trying to ruin my life. <laughs> the non-religion thing's going to be really weird. Yeah. Because that's what our parents were so lucky to be able to like lean back on like that's what god wants mm-hmm. it's gonna be a weird i mean i know other people have done it before like there's not a it's not like there's a shortcoming of secularists in the world now there's a lot of people who have to have to like go through it but it's weird when you don't have not to say that they used it as a crutch but very convenient to have someone that you can be like god's watching or like jesus died for our sins and asked us not to do these very specific things like my ver- when I'm talking to my child, it's not going to be like, don't have any false gods before you. Like, that's not going to be something that I, <laughs> that I teach them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other parts of the Ten Commandments that are probably pretty good. Now, shall not steal. Murder. Murder. Don't. Yep. I already yeah. said that. Don't want them. Like, there are parts of it. But the first two, I'm not, not entirely sure those are going to be first lessons that the child learns. <laughs> also, like, that's like the weird thing, too. Like, the law of chastity, that's like a weird thing now as well because it's not like no i don't want you to don't want there to be teen pregnancy and i don't want there to be like this huge thing that for lack of a better term like ruins your life like i don't want those things either but what can i do to make sure that you are doing things as safe as possible yeah like in states where they don't teach about sex education are the states that typically have more teen pregnancies and stuff because like kids are gonna, teenagers are gonna have sex no matter what if they know what it is or if they know how to prevent. Even um, if they don't know what it is, they're gonna have sex. Yeah, like and so. <laughs> like this seems like the right place for this thing to go. All right. <laughs> and so that being said, I'm like, yeah, I guess the way we're gonna teach our kids is gonna be different from how we learned. Well, Alex didn't even take sex education classes growing up. Didn't need it. Look, got a girl pregnant. Didn't even need to know how to do it. Here we are. <laughs> take that California school system. No, they teach it in California. I know. That's why I, I didn't take the class, though. It's kind of because your parents. Oh. Yeah. 
So. My parents knew I'd learn. Yeah. Probably not the way that they wanted me to learn. Well, but they knew I mean, I'd learn. and that's why, like, the way that we teach our kids are going to be different. Like, yeah, sex isn't. I don't know. Sex is really fun. But like but responsibly, yeah. <laughs> but you should probably take precautions to to prevent these things from happening. Does the other person want to participate? Are there things that have been put in place to protect you? <laughs> those are the two main things. And like having a boy, like those are. It's weird how like knowing the gender like brings on like these different kinds of concerns, like. I don't know. You don't have to worry about a boy getting pregnant, but he got a chick pregnant. It's like different way to teach. I don't know. It's like really far in the future, so I shouldn't even worry about it. But <laughs> yeah, it still has to be born. Yeah. What about? Who knows? Maybe the kid will be ugly, and no one wants to have sex with him. Oh my you never gosh. know. You never know. Want to make sure we cover all bases. Um. What about? delivery and labor scares you if anything just watching it come out it scares you yeah why it's so have you ever watched it no it's so crazy looking i guess there's just so many things that go all the preparation it. that you've been doing that's so like i haven't been preparing for this i've just seen it before yeah i guess like there are so many things that can go wrong with labor and delivery it's also one of those things like a shout out to oh, I don't remember his name. Ryder. His last name's Ryder. Andy? Andy Ryder, I think. I honestly don't know. Carly's husband. I remember this one time before I went on my mission, I was like, Yeah, I'm so nervous to go to Mexico. Like, it's scary. I've never been there. I'm learning a different language. And his response was, Millions of people have done this before. You're gonna be fine. And I feel like you can apply that to almost everything in life. There are so few things that have never, that have been done for the first time. Like everything's been done before. Like the first person to go to space. Yeah. That's a little bit frightening being the first person to launch. But guess what? We launched a dog first. We launched a monkey. We had all this other stuff in preparation for it. And then birth being the tale as old as time. It's like, there are all of these potential negative things that can happen. We'll do as much as we can to mitigate those things. But at the end of the day, it's happened at least a billion times before, if not more. Um, if not more. It's happened billions of times before. <laughs> and so, like, we're, we're going to be fine. Um, hopefully, everyone ends up being happy and healthy at the end. And then, similar to, like, the parenting concerns, like, there's nothing that I can do that's going to, like, I've seen millions of different parenting skills and many different types of way of doing it there's hasn't been a single person I'm like we should do it like that maybe julie gibson she might be the only one but everyone else there hasn't been like a single person where i'm like you know how to be a real like there <laughs> that's not true um because you have to see it through to the end too that's what's tough like with having a lifetime of only like 80 years like you don't get to see a whole lot of except for like with your contemporaries right you don't get to see how were they raised from it? Because the reason that I stopped and paused right there is there is a person I was thinking of who raises her kids amazing. Four, three of them under the age of five. She's just like, I was like, man, I'd love to have you as a mom. What if she sucks with teenagers? What if she sucks with adults? What if she sucks with 30 and 40 year old children? What if she sucks with 50 year old children? 
So it's hard for me to say, like, there probably is no perfect parent because you have to be a parent for however long. And I've never been able to witness that. Like all of my knowledge from my grandparents, like watching my grandma in air quotes, parent, my mom would have been from when my mom was 43 to how old she is now. So it's like, can I really, I don't, there's 43 years of history I'm missing that I don't have any, what's the word? Data on. Data on? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, so that long rant just to say like, it doesn't matter. Like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like be as nice as we can to the kid. Don't beat, beat them. Don't emotionally abuse them as much as you can. There's always going to be accidental things that you don't think that you're doing. Try to communicate as great with them as possible. They might just have depression. They might have chemical imbalances, things that you can't control anyways, and you just love them and do the best that you can. Yeah. I have a lot of, and like have a lot, have not a lot empathy, have a lot of empathy, whatever, but like not a whole lot of judgment in the process too, as if like we did something perfect. You know, do you get what I mean by that? Like I'm not going to like besmirch my kid because I'm just like, oh, you did that thing as if the life that I lived was like some sort of perfect thing. I think the reason that adults do do that with their children is to, I don't want to make the same mistakes that I made. Why not? Why don't you want them to make the same mistakes? It's only like, aren't you happy the way that your life turned out? Like, I guess if you're sad about how your life turned out, mm-hmm. absolutely. You don't want them to make the same mistakes. But like, I'm pleasantly, like, don't go to, I'm going to recommend that they don't go to BYU-Idaho if they plan on having sex with their girlfriends. <laughs> like, there's like a lot of those little things that I'll probably do. I'm like, those were like the worst moments of my life. Um, that, But at the same time, what I, who was I talking to about this recently with? But you also have to remind them every single negative and positive thing that happens in your life leads to whatever is to come next. Like all that we have in this life that's guaranteed to us is the past and the present. The future is not guaranteed. So don't try to predict it and don't try to make plans because I would not have been able to tell you five years ago that this is where I'd be right now. I would not have been able to tell you three years ago this is where I'd be. I don't even know if I'd be able to tell you a year ago if this is where I would be in my life at this point. So what's the point of planning? Like, I'm a planner kind of in a way though. Like even before getting pregnant and like I'm, I'm five months away from or four months away from delivery. I like read everything. Like even before considering having kids, I was like reading up about kids and like pregnancy and all that because I just would rather know more and expect well know what to expect and also have options if things don't go right like even before we started trying to have kids i would bring up like fertility like what if we have fertility issues and then you'd be like well we don't have to worry about that yet because we don't even know like (laughs) but i'm like i'm the kind of person that just wants to talk about it and plan it if we do stumble upon something like bad but i'm just a different person though infertility is not bad well no, no 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 like (laughs) <laughs> situations that we're not expecting like and how to tackle them kind of thing or even like with um we did genetic testing before we got the results even or like before we even took it i was like alex like we need to talk about like our options if something goes wrong with genetic testing 
And then we were talking about it. I'm like, wait, maybe we should just wait until we get the results and see if we need to discuss this, if, if this really is even a concern. Because, like, here I am, like, eating myself up about, like, these little things that I have no control over. And, yeah, I'm just a planner or try a to plan. Warrior. Warrior. But I try I to, a like. warrior. Thanks. <laughs> But I try to like um, read my worries away, kind of thing, by just looking at all the options. Read your like own. so, like research. I just do like a yeah, ton of research because reading online is the best thing to make your worries go away. Well, I I don't Nine read. Nine times like... out of ten, it makes things worse. <laughs> well, it looks like your kid is gonna have an an exploding head. Yeah, at at six years, that's what's gonna happen: exploding head syndrome, EPS or EHS. Well, no, like I look at up stats. So like, okay, for example, the first um, eight weeks before our first appointment, I was like super concerned about like miscarriage. So every week I would look up the miscarriage rates and it would decrease like dramatically every week. Think and then all that worry that you yeah, went through for nothing. But like statistics like make me feel better. Because I'm like, okay, there's only like a 4% chance today. I mean, today there's like, I think a 1% chance shit but not a part of the that's just how i, I am <laughs> it's just so weird how we're so different in that sense though where you're just like it is what it is like everything's gonna be fine and i'm the opposite where i just worry about everything <laughs> but maybe if there's something i could do like it's one of those things where it's legitimately out of our control yeah i mean obviously like don't don't drink a um a handle of vodka you know <laughs> don't uh, smoke all this don't 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 pick up all these vices that you didn't have before but like i guess like in a way like if you're doing meth i'd try to wean you off of it give you some methadone instead even like if, if i have a miscarriage or if even like i still birth like there's nothing I could do. Like, it's out of my control because it's just my body's natural way of, like, I don't know. That sounds really bad. But even knowing that it's not my fault if something happens. That's still going to suck. It still feels like it'd be yeah. my fault. So. Yeah. But I also stand by there's nothing we can do. Because no. trust me, if there was something we could do somebody would have figured it out by now you know what i mean so that's why so I'm like here's the here's the <laughs> that's the article that you never read the, the article that's like this person this person brought their stillborn child back from the dead like they're like there, there isn't that article doesn't exist so but once again if it was possible somebody would have written about it by now yeah but you know same time just do the best that we can it's almost the same as like raising the kid there's no there's no book on parenting that is perfect or else that person would be a multi-trillionaire because everyone would be like, oh, it works 100% of the time. Just do all these things. Great. Because there's too many other variables. Like people write like that's why I hate about like self-help books just in general. They are nice. It's a good like level set in the sense of reminding yourself who you are and like, like, yeah, this, this this is what's important. But the reason that I hate like parenting books as well, it's like, you, you don't know my kid. You don't know the issues that it has or what it's been going through or its entire makeup. Like, 
all of these books are written in generalities. So, or just like for specific types of children, which your kid could be like a multiple or like have multiple. Well, even types. if it's like a specific type, like what do you mean by specific? Like, like so, like for example, how, um, how to have a child with autism? Like, yeah, yeah. Guess yeah. what? There's very like like all things in life. It's a spec. Like that's why they call it literally the spectrum. Because you could have someone who's severely autistic. You could have someone who's kind of autistic. You could have someone who is not autistic at all. Somewhere in the middle. Like, what's the point of that book? Like, you're writing based on the experience with your child who is mm-hmm. really into penguins. My kid's not into penguins. What do you want? Like, that's... So it can kind of help people, but it's not like 100%. I think it helps people in the sense of like what we were talking about earlier. Where it's like, oh, somebody else went through the same thing that I did. Yeah. That's the only way that it helps. It's not going to give you specific direction on what you need to do in your circumstance. It's just nice to know misery loves company. So that's why people love this that kind of stuff. Just like, oh, I'm suffering. I'm reading this book. Oh, I've suffered that too. Great. Great. Somebody else suffered the same way as me. I don't know. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. And I also feel bad because sometimes I feel like in order to lift myself i have to like denigrate other people but i hope it doesn't come across that way it's just like people are people there's nothing uh there's nothing special about any of us we're gonna die people are going to forget us unless you're hitler the irony that that we're going everyone's going to remember all of these terrible terrible people for terrible horrible things we did but all these normal people who did good things as much as they could every single day of their life are going to be forgotten that's fine like that's that is what life is it's fine but i guess like it also makes us realize that which is fine if we're not special but we just need to do the best that we can in our life to like make ourselves feel happy and fulfilled and kind of pass on that um knowledge to like our kids and then their kids i don't know i think it's kind of cool that we're Starting a family, I know that not everyone can, and it's not going to mean much to many people, but it'll mean a lot to like the kids that we do bring into this life. Everyone can start a family. You might not be able to have natural birth, but everyone can start a family. Yeah. Everyone can. But it's going to be cool to have a kid that thinks the world of us, because we're going to... For at least five years. Yeah. <laughs> then they very quickly... If you're listening to this, Rojax, which I can't wait to explain that name to you, like if there's one thing that I can instill is like there is no such thing as perfection. So I hope that you never view us ever in that way, and that we do the right uh, a great job in explaining like all of our flaws throughout the the entire process. Because once again, there's not a single person that I can think of. I'm like, oh my, you did it, everything super perfect. Like you're the perfect parent. Everyone has things that didn't like. I'm thinking of someone in my head, I'm not going to name who they are, who I have multiple times been like, this person's awesome. They are an awesome person, very charitable, very giving. But I know of some times where when their kids were boning people and breaking the law of chastity, they were not great parents. They were not nice. They were not kind. Eventually, everything worked out. Everyone got married. Everyone's happy, whatever. But there were times where they were, they absolutely... Well, that's what's hard, though, too. There's no such thing as right and wrong. I was going to say that they behaved incorrectly. Uh, They behaved how I would not behave. 
And I don't think that parents should behave in situations like that if you're trying to get your children to stop doing something. All that to say, nobody's perfect. And you just have to do what's best to make your life as happy as as possible. Like you have to be selfish. Because the more selfish I think people can be, like the more selfless they become. Because you're trying to be happy and you're trying to do all of these things that are good and great. And then that just, if, if there's one, if I do believe in trickle-down economics, it's trickle-down economics in the, in the emotional category of things. Where it's like, oh, you're a really happy, well-put-together person because you've put all this time into making yourself happy. And then it just seems to overflow to others. If you have the right intentions, yeah. Yeah. I guess with a huge caveat of like your happiness can't be at that. Well, not even that. Like every single positive thing that happens, there's a negative thing to counteract it. Somebody doesn't get a promotion because you get a promotion. Somebody doesn't get to stay at a job because you took their job. Somebody doesn't get that table that you reserved at a restaurant. Like it's a, there's large and small things. Well, I was thinking like more like if, like you need to make yourself happy in order or to make others happy kind of thing. Or like you need to put yourself first in order to be able to serve people around you kind of thing. Yeah, because I'm... A- as long as like whatever you're putting yourself first in doing isn't hurting or harming other people. But that's like relative too. Like there are... I guarantee there are people who are doing things that we would be like, oh, that is... Ha-. Like perfect example. A, a gay couple that we know... They adopted children. That adoption took away from a straight white family who was able to have it. And some people might view that as a negative, like you are hurting these people by taking the baby that they could have had. I don't view it that way at all. Well, no, I, I didn't mean like that. Well, no, but like, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's why I, as I've, as I've been uh, having conversations with people recently, it's like, there isn't a such thing as like a right or wrong or even a way to be like, besides like killing them, I guess. Like, what, what does it mean, like, not hurting others? Yeah, like that, or, like, I don't know, belittling people, like, tearing people down, um, stealing from people that... Someone stole that baby. <laughs> stole that baby from a great straight white couple. <laughs> I'm just rolling my eyes over here. It's, well, I just think that anyone can form a perspective that's negative on things. Like, and anyone can position something that they've somehow been screwed over. Trust me, I've, we, we've met plenty of people who every single thing is somehow someone's trying to do something mean to them. Yeah, I guess that is true. You know true. what I mean? Like, and, and like every single time, I, I, that's when I roll my eyes. I'm just like, oh my, are you, are you serious right now? No one's trying to hurt you. No one's trying to hurt your husband. No one's trying to hurt your kids. No one's trying to hurt your wife in this entire process. It's just things happening. Yeah, I guess that is a good point. <laughs> that's all that life is, is just a series of events and how we react to them. There's nothing that's right and wrong. I, th- I have things that are right and wrong in my opinion, but I'm very cognizant when I look the world from like a large view like just because i think something is right doesn't mean that it actually is 
like, and if I think we've talked about this before, if what makes something right is 51% of people agree on it, we need to reconsider our definition of right and wrong because that that's not good enough. It's not good enough that 51% of people think something is a good thing. So thus it is a good thing or the inverse. This is a bad thing because from the 1400s to the, or I guess like from when Jesus Christ died to now, everyone has just kind of agreed that premarital sex is a bad thing, that you're a witch because of it. So now we need to drown you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But having a baby. <laughs> I hope that, I hope like one thing that I hope from, from these podcasts is that the child does listen to them over time because they'll very one they'll be able to see changes in opinion over time so what we've been doing this for like three years now they'll be able to see changes and like that's just three years Mm -hmm. like that's nothing compared to to entire to an entire lifetime and the amount of changes that have happened in that small period of time or they won't listen to it and that's also fine got a lot of history on here too like that's one thing talking about like the parenting like you have they have a record now of like this is what was important to my dad at the age of 28 this is what was important to him at 29 this is what was important to him at 30 etc etc or just like the struggles that we've had or or the opinions we've had and how they've changed it was kind of cool but who knows what if podcasts are like not even that cool when he's 18 he still has them though like that's one thing that's like kind of nice about having nieces and nephews is like my nephews will ask me on occasion about like songs that I wrote. I'm like, totally forgot I even wrote oh, that, that is song. really cool. Just yeah. Like, totally, totally forgot that was a thing. Don't remember what that lyric was about. Might've just sounded cool. Don't even remember what was attached to it. Like your YKK songs. Yeah. That was kind of cool. They listen back I mean, to those. I, a time this capsule. has happened like three or four times. It's not like happening every single day of my life, but they've they've asked about them in the past. I'm like, yeah, I forgot that those were even recorded. I'm happy that you have them. Congratulations. Hopefully, you can have them for Rojax. <laughs> yeah, it's all on YouTube. Like I guess it used to be like on SoundCloud too. You had a lot of stuff on there. I don't even know if it's there anymore. I have those though. I oh, have okay. like the actual recordings. It'll be cool to see. Well, I mean, let's get through the pregnancy, but it'll be cool to see you become a dad. And the other day you're like, I can't wait till I can sing with him. And I look forward to that day. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. What if he's really crappy at singing though? <laughs> well, it'll still be fun. Or you can get him a voice, what is it, a voice instructor. Or if he can't talk, you know. Or he can play piano. Yeah, that's true, get too. piano lessons get going. Get Beethoven going. Yeah. I have to get a, well, I put a piano, like a little baby piano on our registry. Sold out already, so I'm like, I have to wait to add I another. baby piano. Like, just a piano that kids can play, like no, little. Just start an adult piano. Well, like, he's like when he's like, it's like one where he can play with while he's like on his tummy, like tummy time, and then play with the piano. That doesn't seem like a great use of his time <laughs> for learning piano. 
It's a beginner piano. No. It has like it needs to be six keys. His hands. Yeah. That's what it needs to be focusing on. So it can make those crazy movements. Yeah. So I guess. Guitar and piano. Instead of tummy time, he'll just be on your lap practicing piano when he's a toddler. Yep. <laughs> from right from birth. Yeah. Man, it's weird too. Because it's something that it's something that everybody has gone through, but now it is a a particular experience for us that we haven't had. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. It's nice. I think the coolest part so far has been like hearing his heartbeat and feeling him <laughs> and seeing him. I guess we did see him once, but that's the thing too. Everyone, any men who haven't had children yet, that noise I was just making is the heartbeat noise. So you have an expectation when you go <laughs> and get that first sonogram of what a heartbeat sounds like. <laughs> so I'm just like, I have no fucking idea what's going on right now. Like, oh, Katie looks happy. Uh, Oh crap! Katie started crying. Is that is that wah 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 wah, wah a bad noise? <laughs> so there's pro tip. That's the sound of a child's heartbeat. Well, when we're waiting, it's like a didgeridoo. I, we could hear someone else's heartbeat, like when we were waiting God. in that room, and I was like, "Alex, that's the heartbeat." You're like, "What?" I'm like, "That's what we're gonna be look looking for." And then we went into the room, and then like it was quiet for the first few seconds of the ultrasound um we could see him on the ultrasound but like we couldn't hear the heartbeat and so i was like holding my breath because i'm like that's not a good sign if you can't hear the heartbeat at eight weeks um but then she's like okay now we can switch on the audio and then that's when we heard it It was because like she didn't have the audio on and so that's something i was not expecting as we refer to her the tease doctor (laughs) not in a good way so I was like holding my breath and then finally when I heard the heartbeat, I like sighed with relief and started crying because I was so happy. Um, yeah, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Then we barely got to hear it the second time. Then we're doing the anatomy scan tomorrow. So, oh, it's not tomorrow? No, it's just a heartbeat check tomorrow and we're getting the anatomy scan <sighs> middle of January. Forever. I know, I know. The idea of the stork is like really convenient the more that you think about it. No morning sickness, just someone shows up with a baby on your doorstep. That'd be awesome. A bird, not a person, (laughs) shows up with a baby. Um, God, that'd be convenient. But now you can, I mean, we'll see. I can start feeling him now. So maybe you can start feeling him before the anatomy scan. Because it's a cool feeling too. Don't push too hard. Yeah. (laughs) Okay be soft with them but that's what's hard about like pregnancy is that like i mean i guess you do feel connected already but like you don't feel as much connection as the mother would because you don't have i don't, I don't. like you that's presumptive or, like, men in How general you know? men in general studies have been done on me do you <laughs> know what you my feel, connection is do you feel super connected to baby i don't know what's super connected I guess like you were talking about earlier, like if we lost a kid at this stage, it would be really hard. Suck. Yeah. Well, because it's all—it's literally because of all of the hard work that went into it, not like the sex part, but like the hard work of like 
like, oh, it's been four months of suffering. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, not for me. I've, I've been fine. It's been great. Yeah. I mean, it has sucked, but not that big. Like, I physically am okay. I just have to be a secondhand witness to all of it. Doing my best, forgetting the rest. Anything You're doing else? great. Doing my best. And the next time that we have something that we want to talk about, we hope you give it a listen. Please don't take us too seriously. We hope you stay for a while. Give us one more chance to change your mind.